Hi there and welcome to another workout for you to row along to. Now today's session I'm calling a cardiac offset row, where normally if you row for 30 minutes, even at 20 strokes a minute, chances are your heart rate will increase and increase and increase towards the end of that row. Now what we're going to do today is I'm going to row 30 minutes but break it into 10 minute intervals with one minute rest in between. And you're going to slow down your pace and stroke rate as you go through those intervals. So you start off at 22 strokes a minute, then the next interval you do at 20 and then the next at 18 and your pace is going to drop by three seconds and then two seconds as you go through the inter the, these intervals. And hopefully what that's going to mean is that where your heart rate is going to want to climb and climb and climb, it'll hopefully shelve off and hold around about 65 to 70% of your max heart rate uh, by the time you get to the end of the row. And that's going to keep this as a nice low intensity workout, that real fitness building thing that's so important to your rowing. All right. Now I'll tell you more about the specific paces and stuff when we get into the main session and stuff. But for the time being, I want to get right into a four minute warm-up okay as we always do so we have to start off by setting up our machine now in the concept two that means on the other side you set your drag factor with the lever to where you want it to be all right if you don't know about drag factor please do check out the video i have here on youtube next up if you can set your monitor to eye height so you don't have to look up and you don't have to look down and finally if you can adjust those foot stretchers set them to a position where you're able to come to the front of the stroke with your shins vertical Okay, if you can not quite get there, chances are you're set too high. If you're scooting straight past, chances are you're set too low. Okay, a good guide is that the strap covers the balls of your feet. All right, so four minute warm up. We're going to start this just at an intensity where it's almost like a body weight squat as though you're standing up. Okay, because all I want you to think about is connecting your feet to your hands. I will explain as we start. All right, it's a bit sunny, so I'm going to go into rude sunglasses mode. Right, here we go then. So, warm up in three two, one, let's go. A nice low stroke rate. I'm gonna do this round about 18 to 20 strokes a minute. And I just want to concentrate on pushing my feet into the machine at the same time that my hands connect the handle to the machine. So in this case for concept two, that means that the chain starts to pull the flywheel but you might be on a water rower or magnetic rower or something that's fine but this principle has to remain that you push your feet as your hands connect to the flywheel and if you can keep nice straight arms as you do that then the power should transfer up through your body into the machine. Just think for the next minute about increasing that push with your legs slightly. Throw a little bit faster. If you know your 2K training pace, then try and get to round about 2K plus 20, which will be run about 5 out of 10 from a effort scale and I think your breathing gets a little bit heavier and your heart rate goes up a little bit but not so much that you're really breathing very hard or starting to get tired after all this is a warm-up not a hit the ground running up okay three more strokes and then we'll put one foot on the ground one more so just one foot 
on the ground and continue rowing with the one that is still strapped in to the machine. So just think about that push with the leg here. Because you've only got one in, you can really focus on push with that leg. Push. Okay, two more here. And we'll swap over legs. Let's swap. Very easy for me, of course, because I'm in socks. Now this, having one leg in, can really help with that feeling of your body, upper body rocking forwards and backwards, leaning into the front of the machine to a one o'clock position, and then to the back at 11. Of course, that's flipped today because my camera's the other way around. Okay, let's put both feet in, legs straight, and you're gonna practice that rock. Straight arms, rock over your back, then pull in your arms. Then out with your arms, rock back, forwards again. So you're just hinging over your hips, backwards and forwards, taking up the initial force of the flywheel with your back and then finishing with your arms. One more here and then let's roll to the front. Straight arms, hold that forward tilt and just push out with your legs. Not too hard, because I want you to hold this forward tilt and straight arms as you push. And I want you to think about engaging your core here. And your core, remember, is around your back as well as around your front. And that's what you want to hold powerful. One more. Oh, that's it. That's a quick four, four minute warm up, isn't it? That flew by today. So uh, I'm going to be rude and put up a splash screen saying, please stretch or whatever. while I have a quick drink and then we'll get in and ready for the main session. So if you haven't already, then please have a quick drink while I really quickly go over what it is we're doing today. We're going to do three 10-minute intervals with one-minute rest in between. The first of these you're going to do at 22 strokes a minute and round about 2K plus 15 pace, which is kind of 6 to 7 out of 10 intensity. Closer to 6 than it is to 7. The important thing, though, is that as you go into the next interval, which will be at 20 strokes a minute, you slow down your pace by round about 3 seconds to take you to 2K plus 18, the standard pace for a 20-stroke a kind of training rule like this and then as you go to the last of these intervals you slow down your stroke rate to round hello must it be to round about 18 strokes a minute and you then slow down again by about two seconds this time all right so as your stroke rate goes down your pace goes down and that's really important all right so we might as well get into our first 10 minute interval so this is going to be at 22 strokes a minute um 2k plus 15 pace so that's 15 seconds slower than your two your 2k average pace if that makes sense if it doesn't, please read the description on this video. It explains why everything is. Um, we're going to do that for 10 minutes, and then we'll take a one-minute rest, have a quick drink, and then we get into the next one. All right, here we go then. In three, two, one, go. At 22 strokes a minute, it's always just that little bit awkward for me. I'm so used to doing 20 or 24. But it's just a matter of rhythm once you hit your rhythm and you know you're doing it at 20 strokes or 22 strokes a minute 
it should then be easy enough to hold your stroke rate for the row. I mean, 20 strokes a minute is easier because it's one stroke every three seconds. 24 is one stroke every two and a half seconds. So, but can't use the timer <laughs> for 22. So if you're following me for stroke rate, you may notice we bump up to 23 every now and then or down to 21 again, but don't worry about it. We'll make sure and still be 22 strokes every minute. Now, the point for today's row is not just this idea of offsetting cardiac drift, but also to try and get you used to having like a natural pace for your stroke rates for training rows so that for a session like this as you climb on to do 22 strokes a minute you pretty much automatically hit 2k plus 15 pace or if you're using an effort scale, you'll be at similar pace to what you are right now. And then when we move to 20 strokes a minute, then that should be, that pace you row at should be your kind of bread and butter speed for rowing at 20 strokes a minute. The same with 18. That's not to say you will always row at this pace, at these stroke rates, but for training rows, it can be really useful to have a consistent pace because it lets you gauge your intensity through your training. So, 20 strokes a minute at 2k plus 18 pace should be a very low intensity. UT2 training, you may have heard it called where your heart rate doesn't go too high, kind of 65, 70% of maximum. And it doesn't feel too intense, but you know you're still working. And then as you get up to like 26 strokes a minute, you'll be rowing closer to 2K plus nine pace. And that's when it starts to get the intensity 
starts to get up properly into a mid-tier intensity where you need to kind of concentrate and push in order to hold your pace. It's not quite as, like I say, bread and butter as the 20 strokes a minute pace. And then once you get up to like 30 and above, that's when you start to hit the faster sprinty paces and top tier intensity. It's not to say that you can't make a 20 stroke per minute row feel like a top tier. All you do is put in as hard a push into the machine as you can and you'll find that pretty soon <laughs> that starts to get tough and after about 15 minutes or so of that you will be right up in the top tier oh my gosh can I do half an hour at this pace stage but what I'm trying to say is that if you can sit down and row at 20 strokes a minute at a normal training pace you should be able to even with your eyes closed be round about 2k plus 18 as your natural pace or in the instance of the stroke rate we're rowing at right now 22 strokes a minute should be kind of naturally 2k plus 15 I made a bunch of videos for this channel that are just me rowing at different stroke rates for people to use as a like a visual metronome and what I found so I went from 15 up to I think it was 32 the fastest and I found that pretty much well 15 didn't count but from 18 strokes onwards every time I increased the stroke rate by two clicks I would row two seconds per 500 meters faster without even thinking about it I just strapped in and rode 
at the right tempo for the stroke rate and naturally hit the rates or sorry the paces that I set for my training that's kind of what you want if you can think almost like bike gears where the low stroke rate stuff is the easy low intensity and then the higher your stroke rate the faster you will go and that way there's an element of control to your rowing especially during your training when you're racing you just want to get as much speed out of the machine as you can so it's a different matter but when you're training you want an element of control so you can adjust your intensity okay two more strokes Ugh. can't believe I spoke for 10 minutes about, about the importance of stroke rate and pace or the link we should have a drink in this one minute especially if you're rowing outside like I am it's not that warm but well it is I can feel the heat coming from the sun but it's only about like like 13 degrees or something so it's not actually that hot hot but being outside in the sun it just makes a huge difference and you don't want dehydration to set in that's a bad thing to happen because then you start to just fatigue 10 seconds to go into the next one you fatigue without really actually getting properly tired from your muscles three two one 20 strokes a minute and 2k plus 18 pace or kind of five to six out of ten on an effort scale now the thing about the effort scale is that depending on how fit you are those 10 minutes hello, may have knocked the edge off your fitness and things and so 6 out of 10 might actually be a lot slower than it should be so really all I want you to do is if you use an effort scale for that first interval all I want you to do for this one is to row hello is to row three seconds slower than you averaged <laughs> than you averaged for the last one I don't think she agrees I think the dog has an issue with my coaching yeah so three seconds slower pace 
on this one than you were in the last one. Because the problem with using that intensity out of 10 scale is that it can change either from day to day or through the workout itself. Which is why it's much better to have some kind of uh, training baseline. That's the word I'm looking for. Sorry, <laughs> you can tell I completely lost my words there. So you want a constant baseline that you can attach your training intensity to. So if you row a two kilometre time trial, divide the total time by four, that gives you your average pace to cover 500 metres in that 2k time trial. And that's your 2k training pace. And that is something that only changes when you do another time trial. So if I did it in eight minutes, that gives me a 2k training pace of two minutes. And so right now, I would be rowing at two minutes, 18 pace. That's what 2k plus 18 is. But if I came back, did another 2k time trial a few weeks after, and I'd increased my speed from eight minutes to seven minutes, 40. My new 2k training pace would be one minute 55 and I would now be rowing at two minutes 13 because it's attached to my ability not some random effort out of 10 or Or worse, if somebody actually said to row at a specific pace, as in everyone around the world should row this at two minutes five pace, for instance, that's not right. And so your 2K time travels with you to every training session you do every gym, every rowing club. The only time really you don't want to think about it is when you're racing. And even then, your previous 2K time is still something you want to have in the back of your mind so that you at least start off at that pace and then try to increase as you go through your race. I understand though, a lot of people just don't like a 2K. It's a lot of hard work. 
and it does take quite a lot of mental fortitude let's say in order to keep the intensity up for anywhere to like six and ten minutes depending on your ability but if you're actually training for performance games you do need some kind of a baseline so that you can come back and test whether you've improved or not occurs to me apart from the warm-up I haven't talked at all about technique today which is very much unlike me let's just say it's to do with trying to let you find your own rhythm and form let's spend the next three minutes and possibly into the next interval talking technique so like I said in the warm-up the important thing is that you get the power by pushing with your feet and if your arms are straight and you connect to the flywheel or water wheel etc at the very instant you push with your feet and you keep those arms straight and you keep a forward tilt into the front of the machine then that power surges from your legs into the machine without you adding any extra force from your back or your arms you're just hanging off the handle as that power flows from feet to hands to the machine but there are quite a few quite a few body tweaks you can do to help that for instance a braced core at the front as you push so you make sure your back is powerful or your lower back is powerful and braced against that push because if you are all saggy all that happens is your backside goes out and then you have a very lumpy stroke as opposed to letting the power flow now your core is important the only time your core isn't really engaged is 
here here so you finish the stroke against that forward rock your knees bend to bring you forwards and then you can disengage your core but from the catch here to the drive to the recover to the release more like you have to stay engaged one more stroke oh, another minute rest so my heart rate's 150 which oh what's I think that's bang on 75 percent of my maximum rowing heart rate make sure to drink oh it's like I seem to have come dressed as a lifeguard today it's like I'm auditioning for Baywatch I have to start rowing in slow motion all of the green sunglasses don't really match but hey right last one now down to 18 strokes a minute in 10 seconds time and another two seconds slower than you were just rowing at four three two one go and hopefully just reducing your stroke rate here is enough for you to have dropped off two seconds pace and this is why technique is so important if you have a consistent stroke in terms of your body position and kind of the feel of the push with your legs then that should be okay sweat my eyes that should be all it takes a change in stroke rate to reduce your pace there's definitely elements where at 18 it's more important to get that timing right because the stroke rate's so slow but this is why we have these why we spend so much time rowing at like 18 or 20 strokes a minute is that this is where it's so important to get that connection timing here correct you can't really hide from it at higher stroke rates you can you can compensate by pulling early with your arms and using upper body grunt but because at 18 the flywheel or water wheel slows down so much if you get the timing wrong you'll find you'll not be able to hit your pace and slash or it becomes really quite a high intensity workout as you're doing it all with your upper body 
because you're getting the timing of your feet connecting to the machine wrong because even my legs which aren't big by any rowing imagination are still a lot bigger than my arms so it makes sense that I want to get the majority of the power to pick up and restart up the flywheel to come from my big muscles and then top off the power as my back swings over my hips and my arms pull into a finish so if I were to grab early from the front suddenly I'm getting a great arm workout but my legs are just swinging in the wind and that's not why I'm on the rowing machine I'm on here to row as efficiently as quickly and as safely as possible and that's what technique can do for you is that if you use your legs back arms arms back legs through the stroke you are using 85-ish percent of your muscles and that gives you the pretty much all over body workout that you'll have read about in various magazines and things whereas if all you do is come forwards pull with your arms and you're not using your legs you're using like 20% of your available muscles so that means you're not going to be rowing as powerfully or as efficiently and certainly you're going to get injured whether it's your traps whether it's your biceps your forearms, your shoulders or even your lower back if all you're doing is yanking on the handle it's not giving you the workout you should get if you want a good arm workout in the same way just go on the seated row machine where it is just you pulling with nothing else but when you're on the row machine and think about using the muscles you should be using in order to row efficiently so if you get it right you get a good core workout especially at the back of the stroke here as you brace here into the finish and then as you rock forwards your core is what brings you up nice and stable whereas if you have a really collapsed posture and you just slump to finish 
You're not using your core at all. So, technique, technique. And not just because it gives me something to talk about for half an hour. I feel the downside to the stuff that I'm talking about today, it's not very entertaining, is it? I need to throw in the odd joke just to try and make this a little bit less dry. But I said before that really there's going to be a subsection of people that do listen intently to everything I say, <laughs> in which case, sorry. <laughs> but well, the flip side to that is there'll be people that just put on music and just use me as a visual reference for stroke rate, in which case I can be rude about you lot because you won't hear me. But then there's the in-between people that will row a session like this along with me. But my chat is like white noise where every now and then you tune into what I'm saying. But most of the time you're just rowing from the sound of my voices keeping you company. I swear I can smell cigar smoke. Maybe it's my freshly painted deck. Ready for another summer. He'd be releasing some toxic fumes in the sun. Let's hope not, eh? I mean, one of the reasons to be transparent, one of the reasons that this is today's session is that I'm recovering from another cold, just, who knows, where, ah, oh, anyway, so, it's kind of in my chest, I can maybe hear it in my voice that I'm a little bit thin sounding, if only I was a little bit thin looking, hey, but um, but what it means is that it's my first proper row back after this cold. This is a good one to not overdo things, even if this was the other way around. If we started at 18 and ended at 22, that could be a bit too much as a first row back post cold. Let's just hope it's not a return of COVID, eh? Okay, one more. There we go. So, yeah, so last time, at the end of interval two, I finished at 150 BPM. End of that one, 145, so my heart rate went down. It's like I say, it's the offset of cardiac drift. Let me quickly load up two minute cooldown. Into, there we go. Got my iPad sitting next to me because I'm using my phone to film it today. 
instead of my, my big posh camera. It's all very good, but it doesn't adjust the light as the sun comes in and out of the clouds, whereas I think the iPhone does. So I can still smell cigar. <laughs> anyway, it's a good thing I like the smell of cigar. So cool down, run about 18 strokes a minute, run about four out of 10 effort, run about 2K plus 30 pace. All right, in three, two, one. I don't know why I like the smell, smell of a cigar. You think I'd probably be like, oh no, you smoke, I choke. But I do like it. It's like a pipe. I like the smell of a pipe as well. I'm not that fond of the smell of cigarettes, must be said. And this is, I confess, as someone who used to smoke until my early 20s I was a smoker which you know what when you're in your teens you're indestructible aren't you nothing's ever going to go wrong you never look further than your nose in terms of the future but now kind of 20 odd years later I kind of regret my days smoking downside was, when I was 17, there was a girl, it's always a girl isn't it, it's always a girl, who I was absolutely besotted by, totally in love with, my first ever proper falling in love with her girlfriend, and she said to me one night when we were out, you know, you look really cool when you smoke, <laughs> that must have kept me smoking for a, oh, a good four years after we split up <laughs> but yeah not anymore I do wonder about what I could have been able to achieve as a squash player and stuff if I wasn't smoking at the same time but hey we make mistakes so last one here oh so trying to get the sweat out of my eyes um, now I'm going to quickly go into a little bit of stretching if you don't have time to stretch then I do recommend at least stretching off your quads and your hamstrings at one point especially if you're about to go and sit down at a desk or something otherwise please find yourself somewhere nice and comfortable and what size are you going to go be in today? that side stretching John should just have appeared in the top corner maybe you came over that side just to just to make a fool out of me <laughs> um, yeah and he will take you through a variety of stretches from uh, quads to hip flexors, hamstrings, glutes, biceps, triceps, shoulders, and there's always something else. <laughs> Forearms. <laughs> yeah, um, and just remember for the biceps one, you can pretend you're flying and then you rotate your thumbs out, outwards, okay? So outwards, not inwards, but outwards. And what that does is that rotation elongates the long head of your bicep and that's gonna how you get a really nice stretch from your biceps or this is how i do them all um you may have your own set of stretches in which case do them you may stretch each of these muscles in a slightly different way in which case do it the way you do it but grumpy stretchy john up in the top corner is just showing you how i do things uh in case you've never really thought about stretching or anything like that all right so I hope you enjoyed it. I mean, it was a really, really, really simple, low-intensity row today. So this is not, you're not going to 
Dear diary, today I did the most fantastic row ever. It was the most intense. No, it's not one of them. It's one of these ones where you're just like, I want to row for 30 minutes, but I don't really want to do anything that's going to test me. I want to make sure and build up my core fitness and stuff, burn some calories, which out of interest today, uh, according to my watch, is 400 active calories and 500 total calories. So that's quite handy. That means I can go in and have a nice chicken noodle lunch um, and it's all is gone so from that point of view it's been a perfect row from the point of view of i didn't want to stress my uh, lungs or anything from uh, recovering from this cold perfect and from a chance to work on technique and stuff perfect and that's why we mix up in these kind of intensities of sessions throughout workouts and to be honest why there's more of these because the building of your core fitness and the chance to work on your technique is some of the most vital things you can do top end pace and uh, being able to embrace the discomfort of a really tough row is really important but you can't really get there if you don't have the core fitness and you don't have a decent technique so this is why um nearly all training plans will mix up with kind of at least the three tiers of a workout of the kind of bottom intensity ones, the mid intensity and the top intensity, uh, is so that you get a variety of how your body works and, and what you expose it to. But you will see that like much like a pyramid, the bottom intensity ones, there's more of them, that foundation, there's, there's loads. But then the middle intensity, there's less of them, uh, but they're still really important. And then the top intensity, beep, there's only really one or two of them maximum a week that you're going to do. Um, and then remember, beneath all of this, beneath this entire pyramid, like an iceberg, uh, where underneath your pyramid is rest days. And they are the, the real, they're the granite that holds it all in place, is the rest days. That if you don't factor in at least one rest day, I mean, recommended is at least two rest days, preferable is three rest days, but pff, who's going to do that? Um, just the importance of a rest day in terms of letting your body go oh, and giving a chance for all your muscle fibers to re-knit together and stuff and for your blood system to just kind of go right oof let's just move on and stuff so it's really 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 important that you factor in a rest day so you get your your top your mid your bottom and then like i say the the underneath that like an iceberg is these rest days that are um, there to kind of, they're like the scaffolding that, that holds everything together as the rest day and then as you stop it gives you get more scaffolding and things. So how many analogies can I throw at this? <laughs> so that's the point, okay, so that's the point of training and so a row like this today is one of these kind of bottom tier ones. You can have lots of different ways to do these bottom tier ones. Like today is a really, really, really easy one. You could do the 30, 30 minutes to 20 strokes a minute, which is a little bit, it's like a slightly higher intensity. So your kind of bottom tier has like, kind of still has like four or five different levels to it. Today's one was very, very, very bottom. Whereas the 30 minutes to 20 strokes a minute is gonna be like quite close to the top of that um, bottom tier intensity before it becomes uh, mid in terms of your heart rate exertion and stuff. So. Um, but then this is this is there's a whole other can of worms is whether you train with heart rate or train with intensity of like your pace to your 2k thing so i'm not going to go anywhere near that because there lies monsters <laughs> not really um right okay i'm done okay yep like the dog says i'm done so uh you make sure and look after yourselves i will see you in a future video can i get this outro done before she barks again probably not um yeah i'll see you in a future video make sure you leave uh, some kind of a comment below as to whether you enjoyed this one or not i hope you did but like i say it was a very very low intensity one so it's a chance you might want to go do some light weights or something afterwards ah i didn't get to the end did I? so anyway you all look after yourselves i'll see you in a future video stay safe be well bye bye you say goodbye no, dog doesn't say goodbye. See ya.